Father, we thank you once again for the gift of your Son. There is nothing else fit for us to do but to worship you and give you thanks for this indescribable gift of grace in your Son, Jesus. We are so grateful that the Son of God has come to be a Son of Man so that sons of men could become the children of God. And so we give you thanks with all of heaven and earth that we are now children of God because of you, Jesus, in whose wonderful name we pray. Amen. Church, can we give the Lord a shout of praise? Amen. Thank you so much. You may be seated. Well, good morning and Merry Christmas once again to everyone here and online. Yeah, we can give uh, one big Merry Christmas to everyone joining us online and here. Thanking the band for leading us in worship today. It is an absolute joy to spend Christmas morning with you. So thank you once again for being here. Um, Vincent and I today are, are going to be doing something together. Pastor George is in St. Lucia. So Merry Christmas to you, Pastor George. Uh, thank you for joining us online as well with your family. And um, I'm sure you all have various plans for Christmas Day, or perhaps you've already opened gifts this morning or yesterday for Christmas Eve. Uh, I'm not really certain how it goes down in your house. Um, Vincent will, will tell you a little bit about what, what happens in his house. I know that um, for my wife and I, we opened uh, gifts yesterday evening, and um, that was after going out to Red House. So in Red House, where I grew up, we have Father Christmas comes down the river to visit all the children of the village. So that's very special. Um, we can't give away too much, uh, but, but that was wonderful. And then today is all about Jesus. We're in church, right? And then food. My, 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 my mom makes a homemade ice cream and a black forest trifle. Listen, it's really, it's worth marrying Michael for. And it's just to get the recipe. <laughs> Just to get the recipe, it's worth marrying him for. Because it's a secret family recipe, right? Yeah, my, my wife has inherited the, <laughs> the recipe, and she did a great job. Um, she actually she made it the other day for a Christmas dinner, and Kurt was there, Mel's husband, and Kurt had a little bit too much of the trifle and was literally, like, rocking back and forth to try and get comfortable. It's still going back for more. <laughs> yeah, still going back for more. It's really it's good. wonderful. And then we, we finished off uh, Christmas in, in Red House with a Boxing Day family triathlon. It's a generational triathlon on Christmas Day. If they have at least two generations, somebody goes across the river and back. Somebody cycles two laps of the village and then somebody runs. That's to try and just ease off all the eating that you did on the previous day and see who can um, stay afloat. How does it go for your family? Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. Uh, for our family. Good morning, church. Actually, good morning. Good morning. It's Merry Christmas. It's great to be in church with you today. Uh, I'm going to stay on here with Michael, as he said clearly. Usually I get to leave now, but uh, they asked me to stay for the message portion. But what we do in our house is Christmas Eve, we spend together as a family. Last night we went to the beach, actually. Wow. What a stunning Christmas Eve. Uh, we went with the Dillons, uh, um, Pastor Lloyd Dillon from J-Bay, and just had a lovely time there. This morning, opening presents, Nova ran into the room, sprinted at 10 to 5. You hear a little foot just running. And uh, she's like, Daddy, she jumped at me. It's Christmas. So... So, yeah, just a wonderful morning of being present and giving thanks together for being a family. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so I, I'm not certain how it goes for your family, but Vincent and I today, we're going to invite you to join us on a journey to find the true joy of Christmas. If we think of the Christmas story, we think of Mary and Joseph 
going on a journey to Bethlehem. We think perhaps of the wise men who saw a star and went on a journey to follow that star to find Christ's birth. We think of the shepherds who were encountered by the angels in the field and then went on a journey to find Jesus. And so we would like to go on a journey together with all of you to find the true and ultimate joy of Christmas. Well, there are a lot of things about Christmas that people come up with myths. I think some pessimistic friends of mine, they're like, yeah, it's a myth, really. Jesus wasn't really born on that day. It's like, but, but Jesus was still born. And then they'd say, you know, like, no, but there's so many other things that were born during that time. And I think we were all messed up. So I'm like, no, mixed up, but he was still born. Then they would say, well, uh, you know, there, there's, no, there's no moment in the Bible where they celebrate Jesus' birth. And I said, yes, there is. They said, where? I said, at the birth. So they, they celebrate, everybody can, to have a party. And so, so then, I guess, don't drift into those, okay? I, I've drifted into them for you and found out that, you know, most of them are incorrect. Even the ones that Sheldon from Big Bang Theory quotes when Penny knocks on the door and says, aren't you celebrating Christmas? And he quotes some weird thing. And so we believe him because we think he's clever. Um, but even then, he tells, he speaks nonsense. So, <laughs> so, uh, so, well, what we wanted to do today, actually, we want to speak about the joy of Christmas. And we're going to try to answer three very important questions. You might be anywhere along these three questions, um, or you might know somebody who is along these three questions. And we're going to try and answer them as best as we can. We have clearly got a word from God. As we were preparing, I really sense that, you know, this is something that people have to hear. So the first question would be, why should we all be happy that Jesus was born? Well, have you ever been happy to have received a second chance? Now, I'm not certain if I've mentioned this before, but no, no, no. I recently got married. And um, you can't say no, Vince, you were there. You officiated it. Uh, listen, it's 2,000 years after the birth of Christ. We're still celebrating. I've got a few thousand years to go celebrating uh, being, being recently married. Yeah, somebody's clapping. Thank you, Stephen. The recent, yeah, Michael's going to, at the, at the Pearly Gates, going to introduce himself to Pete and say, like, I'm Michael, I recently got married. <laughs> yeah, one of the things I've learned, having recently got married, is that sometimes I need to ask my wife for a second chance. And I'm very grateful when she does. You know, sometimes I think Vince and I, we've, we've been friends long enough to have played some golf together and to have me needed to ask Vincent, please can I have a second chance as my tee shot bounced into the bushes right next to me. So sometimes you need a second chance at a simple thing like, like golf, something more serious uh, with your wife. But sometimes there are things even bigger than that that we require a second chance. We all know that the scripture is true when it says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. What if we could get a second chance at that? What if we could get a second chance to be humans in the true image of God? What if we could get a second chance to walk with God in the garden again, free from the guilt and shame of our past or our sins, but instead renewed in the image of God. We should be happy that Jesus was born because Jesus has come to give us that second chance to be renewed in the image of God. 
and to walk with God once again. Vincent mentioned a few misconceptions about Christmas. One of the misconceptions about Christmas I've heard is that God is in fact the Grinch who stole Christmas. That he's the one who's making a list and checking it twice to see who is naughty and nice. But God is not the Grinch who stole Christmas. God is the gift who brought us Christmas. Scripture teaches us that Christmas is God's joy. Jesus is heaven's rejoice to come and reconcile himself with man. There's a beautiful prophecy about this in the Old Testament from the prophet Zephaniah. He speaks of the day coming when Jesus would come when he says this, the Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. What a beautiful passage of scripture that says that God has come to be with us, to save us and delight in us, to rejoice over us with singing. We think Christmas is a time that we only rejoice. But in fact, we rejoice because heaven first rejoiced to come be with us. So why should we be happy that Jesus came and that Jesus was born? Well, Jesus came so that mankind and God could become friends. This is not a time to mourn the fact that when Jesus comes, we're aware of the fact that we've perhaps fallen short of the image of God. Instead, this is a time to rejoice. Another Old Testament scripture says when God's word is reestablished in the nation of Israel in Nehemiah 8 verse 10, that says, go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks like we do on Christmas and send some to those who have nothing prepared. This day is holy to our God. Do not grieve for the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. It is God's great joy to make friends with us once again through the gift of Jesus. And so today, our invitation to you is firstly to receive this great gift, the joy of friendship with God through Jesus. Yeah, that's a passage in Zephaniah is so, so powerful. We actually, there are two very famous gospel songs based on that scripture about God being mighty to save or that he rejoices over us with singing. You unravel me with a melody You surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemies till all my fears are gone He surrounds us with singing, amen and then the other one is Savior He can move the mountains My God is mighty to save He is mighty to save Forever, the author of salvation, he rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. When Michael mentioned, you know, God gives us a second chance for friendship with him, 
In our Christian journey, sometimes we feel like we have to have many second chances with God. And so a few Christmases ago, I wrote a song called The Gift. And I'd like to sing it today, if that's okay. It's a, it's, I know I wrote it, but I enjoy playing it so much because what I discovered in it is that with God, I know we always seek many second chances, but we only need to take the one second chance he gives because he does not revoke the chance he gave us to trust in him. So that's what I discovered, you know. God's friendship is for him. The song is called The Gift. shrink not with fright but hear the angels warning this child now in infancy our assurance and our joy shall be the earth receive its Christmas gift God sends our peace in a baby and oh heaven is open wide Oh, what a beautiful night As heavenly gifts descend And mankind and God become friends You broke forth in heavenly light To herald our salvation Humbly to the earth He comes our hope and expectation Here in human flesh to dwell Jesus our Emmanuel Our darkest season chapter ends You have become our friend You have become our saviour friend Now heaven is open wide Oh, what a beautiful night As heavenly gifts descend And mankind and God become friends Now heaven is open wide Oh, what a beautiful night As heavenly gifts descend And mankind and God become friends
I hope that one day when we get to heaven, we can all sing as beautifully as Vincent does. That would be wonderful. So, so I, I wrote the song, and as we were preparing for the, for the sermon, the second question came up, right? Well, why should we all be happy is the first question that Jesus was born. The second question would be, what if I'm happy without Jesus? What if you say to me, Vince, thanks, but no thanks, I'm, I'm, I'm quite happy. That's okay. I think we're, we're having a conversation. You know, that's a great question. The sense that we might be happy without Jesus. And there are many things that can bring us joy and a sense of happiness or, or gladness. Even scripture tells us that the beauty of nature or a bottle of fine wine or a sweet smelling perfume or the gift of friendship or the gift of our children, all those things bring us joy and gladness. There are varying degrees of joy. I said yesterday, I certainly hope that your children bring you greater gladness than a bottle of fine wine. <clears throat> the scripture, scripture also mentions that some of these joys or the things that make us glad, some of them are magical, but they're momentary. Like the path of a bird in the sky. It's beautiful, but it leaves no indelible mark behind it. The trace is gone. Some things, though, are so momentous that they completely transform us. We thought perhaps, at least certainly I did, being a rugby fan, that the Springbok win might have been a permanent and transformative moment of joy. Amen? We were ready, we were celebrating, and then less than an hour after the final whistle blew, ESCOM reinstalled, they reinstated load shedding. And that momentary joy uh, abated. We were still celebrating the win, but it wasn't life transforming. The joy of Jesus is something that goes beyond momentary and is a permanent and transformative joy. Our pursuits of joy in this world will take us to many places and those things aren't inherently bad. But perhaps we're like the wise men who found their joy in the wisdom and wealth that the world has to offer. But it took for them a moment to see a star and to be overjoyed to realize this is permanent and transformative joy. This goes beyond the temporary joy of the world and is an eternal, life-transforming joy. Or perhaps, like the shepherds, we're too busy in the business and busyness of life to be joyful. We just got to tend to the flock and go about our work. And it requires all of heaven to open up and to come announce to us that heaven is permanently rejoicing. Yeah. And heaven has opened that invitation to join in their rejoicing through Jesus' birth. And perhaps, like Simeon, we've been going through this motion for a while, coming to church, having a faith. But it hasn't translated into joy. And Simeon, when he saw Jesus, said the following, For my eyes have seen your salvation. Today, we want to encourage you to invite God to open up your eyes, to reveal heaven's joy to you, something that goes beyond momentary magic into something permanent and transformational. Because heaven's joy is freely available. We wanted to answer the question asking, what if we're happy with Jesus, without Jesus, by saying, if we're happy without Jesus, we're happy without heaven on earth. 
heaven's invitation to true joy has come in the birth of Jesus. And today we want to invite God to really reveal himself to us, that he would open our eyes so that we could see the joy of heaven in the birth of Jesus. And we want to encourage you to give it a go. What is there to lose when there is all of heaven to gain? I think, you know, in answering this question, when, when we asked it, my first response to what if I'm happy without Jesus, and Michael will wrap this up again before we sing a song that we want you to pray along with, is, well, I'd say if you're happy without Jesus, then you're far too easily pleased. Maybe you're just pleased with a nice boat and a good job and a jet ski, but those things pale in comparison to the depth and satisfaction that comes from knowing Jesus Christ as Savior. You know, the happiness you're settling for is no happiness at all. You're settling for a one out of ten. A friend uh, said that he agrees with that song. If you want to be happy for the rest of your life. Don't sing it. But I disagree. I was happy to risk it. <laughs> so was Michael. Happy to risk it. <laughs> that's one song but even you know a momentary happiness could be uh, with a song you know uh, what's that song is my acoustic guitar out there this might seem crazy what I'm about to say I don't know the lyrics to the song because I'm happy clapping along if you feel like a room without a roof Clap along if you feel that happiness is the truth. Clap along if you feel that's that's what you wanna do. Clap along if you feel that's that's what you wanna do. I mean, you could sing that. I don't even know if I got the lyrics right. It's just everybody, um, but you say to me, Vince, I'm ha- I'm happy. It's okay. And I say, I want to say to you today, don't be. Don't be okay with that because you're going to miss out on the joy of your salvation. You're settling for far too little of what can be experienced this side of eternity. And Michael spoke about, you know, setting our eyes upon Jesus. Give it a go. Give it a go. Give all of heaven to gain. And we wanted to ask that you would pray this prayer with us in the song. It's it's quite an old song and you'll recognize and you can sing along with but just a moment for you to reflect on this is to go into the depth of joy that could only be found in the person of Jesus Christ Turn your eyes upon Jesus Look full in His wonderful face And the things of the earth Will grow strangely dim In the light of His glory and grace Turn your eyes upon Jesus 
wonderful face And the things of the earth will grow strangely dim In the light of His glory and grace Lord, we pray that you would show us if we've been taking pleasure in basic things and living a one out of ten happiness and joy. We don't want to be so drawn in by the things of this world. Help us not to miss the true depth and height of the joy of knowing you. So turn your eyes upon Jesus Look full in His wonderful face And the things of the earth Will grow strangely dim In the light of His glory and grace The last question we're going to try to answer today is what if I believe in Jesus, but I do not have joy? What if I believe in Jesus, but I'm not glad right now? Yeah, we've started by speaking about God's joy to make friends with us, and then perhaps seeing that there is a greater joy than this world has to offer when we realize it is heaven's joy. But when we believe we still realize that life is not easy. And perhaps that's an understatement. There are things that steal our joy. Suffering steals our joy. Jesus even said the enemy comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. But Jesus came that we might have life and have it to its full, life in abundance and overflowing. But even then, Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, for I have overcome it. Jesus also said he came that his joy may be in us and that our joy may be complete, that we would bear fruit of great joy. You see, what we, where we want to go on this journey to find the joy of Christmas is to land where Mary landed. She knew of the joy of God and she knew that others experienced the joy of God. But it needed to come to the point where the joy of God went from a logical or even theological head knowledge out there to a personal knowledge and revelation of God in me. Christ in me, the hope of glory. You might wonder, like Mary did, how will this be that God could come to live in me? And what will that mean? But Mary, after the angel came to speak to her, said, I am the Lord's servant. And God came upon her and filled her with Jesus. And my encouragement to us today is to open yourself up to God. To say, how will this be that God can come and live in me? But to say that God has done that work. We simply say, I am the Lord's servant. And God comes to live with us and in us. So that we can pray this prayer like Paul did. And we certainly pray this prayer for you today. From Ephesians 3. 16, it says, I pray that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, 
may grasp how wide and long and high and deep this is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. What a beautiful prayer. And today we want to encourage you that you would pray to God, that you would know of His joy to be friends with you and that you would see the joy of others, but that you would go one step further to respond to God and to pray, to say, Lord, may that joy be in me. Would you come dwell in my heart through faith so that we can go from a God out there to a God in here. This is how we go from believing without joy to believing with overflowing, abundant joy, unspeakable joy. So today my prayer for us is that we would respond by inviting Jesus to bring the joy of heaven into our hearts. And when we do so, we will, like Mary, cry out in rejoicing to God our Savior. The psalmist says, Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love, O Lord, that we may rejoice and be glad in all of our days. So even David was praying, Lord, send joy. Send something. Send your love, your steadfast love. Satisfy us with it that we might rejoice. Going to sing a song called Emmanuel, which is Mary's song and her response to this awesome news of God making his dwelling amongst us and going from a God who is afar, who needs to be satisfied with the law and law-keeping people to being a God who has come near in the person of Jesus, who is the perfection of the law in our place. So pray today. Pray today, Lord, I want to see and I want a heart that feels. the band up 
We are going to sing with or finish with one more song, an opportunity for us to respond. But wherever we may be on this journey towards joy, towards finding the joy of Christmas, I pray that today we would take an opportunity to respond, to receive the gift of a second chance to have relationship with God, with, to have friendship with God through this wonderful gift of His Son, Jesus, that we would remember that God is rejoicing over us, over you and over me, that it is heaven's joy for Jesus to come and live among us. And that if you're perhaps wondering, I can't see this, that you would invite God to reveal Himself to you, that you would be able to see Him fully and come to know heaven's joy in your heart in Jesus. And that you would invite Him in, respond with a prayer, that we would go from a God out there to a God in here. Christ in me, the hope of glory, the joy of Jesus in our hearts. And then we will respond as Mary did and as all of heaven and nature responds. Joy to the world.